I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! It's been a while since it's I've been, been starting the show. Roast Mortem, welcome everybody. My name is Tom. It's been a while, Travis. I am your musically uninclined Cody. Hello. You know who else is musically uninclined? Big ol' Mike, because he's a big ol' no-show. What's he doing? I think that he's probably licking stamps. He could be licking stamps. It's not beyond him. Um, he's his roommate, aka my brother-in-law, now has the old COVID. So oh, I, I told him to stay home. Get, get that shit out of here. <laughs> stay home with that diseased person. Yeah, well, I know they they sleep in bunk beds, so make sure that your brother-in-law oh. sleeps on the top bunk. Yep. So he breathes. So he can rain COVID. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, look, either way, guys, it's the three of us, old school. It's the like old it's school good. where Dra- Travis is back in Huntington. Yeah. Although he's not here because he's also dealing with um, making sure he doesn't bring COVID to my house. Yeah, I'm in Huntington, but I'm not with my Thomas right now. But I am with some pizza that I ate. It's great. I'm, I'm so glad that you're important. back here. Um, yeah. <laughs> look, uh, Cody, you're still out in Hawaii. It's not your fault. Yeah. I know, I know. Right. So, with that being said, Cody, let's start with you. How was your week? Uh, OnlyFans changed their terms of service. The oh, actresses can't call the actresses can't say "daddy" anymore. So, uh, what? Yeah, I've just been uh, really bored. On an unrelated <laughs> note, I finished this week's uh, research early and got my taxes done ahead of time. That's a first. But uh, yeah, just a lot of free time nowadays. It's uh, awkward. Yeah, it sounds weird. Uh, a lot of free time over there out in Hawaii, uh, uh, an island yeah, oh, paradise. Especially now that you know, especially now there's only only fans. Terms of service change, but whatever. See, oh. when the ladies aren't allowed to say "daddy" to you, you get business done. You get your taxes done. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Is that right? I guess. Daddy, daddy needs to work. Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to memorize a date. Get out of here. I can't do that. <laughs> good it's too tricky for me very not tricky. enough blood in my head right travis what about you sir what have you been doing how is your week uh well i'm back into the small apple long island um Ooh. and yeah uh i got on a very dangerous travel uh through the covid planes so <laughs> i had to go get my nose fucked with a little tiny rod right i'm just waiting to hear my results back um but I've been, I, this is a landmark episode because this is the stinkiest I have ever done the show. Yeah? Really? I haven't showered in days, and Why? I've been cleaning out a basement and a, uh, a garage filled with rat droppings and mold. So I'm stinky. Okay. This is a ripe Travis. Would you say this is going to be, well, all right, so you're covered in sweat, you're stinky, all that crap. I think a lot of our listeners kind of envision you dabbling in this often, this kind of behavior, for funsies. Ah, uh, well, you know what? I, I'm a shower boy. I shower all the time. Like, I, I, I stink. 
which is why I shower all the time. What are right. you showering in? Uh, well, you know, it's yellow. It comes out warm. I feel like I'm going to find, like, your shower head hooked up to, like, a garlic aioli tap or something like that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Wow. All right. Well, so, yeah, I'm glad I'm to have you back boy. here. Yeah. Well, well, we're gonna hang out next week after uh, the the um, after Joe Biden writes you a letter of uh, recommendation to come over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Important. I've sent. Important. I've. I've. Uh, I've sent him a wax sealed letter. Mr. <laughs> Biden, can I do my show with my brothers? <laughs> Good old Stumbly Joe. And he's like, op- can't open. It. He's like, come on over here and touch my blonde leg hair. Tom, how was your week? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you know, my not too eventful. I I got a pair of pants in the mail that I ordered. Um, turns out that as loud as I like my shirts, I'm a quiet-legged man. Okay. I, You guys know I like wearing my Hawaiian shirts and just being that guy and having a fun yeah. time. Yeah. You know, middle of winter, Hawaiian shirt. On Aloha Super shirt, Mo- right, yeah. Cody? Aloha. Yeah. I didn't want to kink the podcast up with that tangent, but yeah. Yeah, that hate speech. But um, look, I I decided to buy a, a pair of patterned pants that you, they're like checkered, but not like they're like uh, what an Irishman would wear, like in 1830. Oh, like like off plaid. Yeah, like I'm just having a fun time. I put them on and I'm like, these are really comfortable. I have quiet legs though. <laughs> this is not working. Oh, so that like it's, silencer for your legs. It's been all fashion. Another thing fashion related for myself is that I have decided <clears throat> I haven't gotten a haircut in a long time. Uh, I have decided to let my hair grow uh, into a ponytail. You see, I want a ponytail. And the reason I want uh-huh. one is because they're disgusting and I'm getting older. Right. And I need to get accustomed to this idea of becoming old. And grow. Oh, you're, you're you're weaning yourself into like geriatrics, right? Exactly. Like I I don't I don't even like the idea of having one. I mean, that's why I'm getting it. You know, I don't okay. like the okay. idea of doing push-ups, but that's why you do it. Yeah, Tom, that, like when you, that's that's good prep for when you start to lose your hair because that's the best time to do the ponytail. Show them that you still got some hair, but you yes. might be bald on top. I am a hundred percent a a proactive. Uh, skullet enthusiast. I don't know if I'll get there, but what I'm saying is that I'm letting it go, and I'm going to be gross. And I'm going to have fun, and you can't stop me. You just can't. And the thing is, like when you're when you when you're finally sick of the ponytail, you can cut it off and like give it to a merkin maker, and they'll they'll hook you up because it Ooh. already match. It's the carpets and drapes already matching there, my friend. Right. I mean, like guys, I have I have for. Just so the listeners know, like I did try to have a little bit of a dreadlock in high school. Oh yeah, and it didn't go very <laughs> far. My dad yelled at me every day. Um, he said that. Wash your hair. He's just like that's not how it is like that. Um, something like that. Something that really resonates with me. Uh, either way, um, I once listened to an In Flame song, and I was like, "This is a good idea." Now that's about it on the fashion update for Tom. I got quiet legs. I'm gonna look like shit in a year and a half's time. Uh, guys, who's on the chopping block today? Oh, Cody, I believe you I did, did the, the research. research. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's me. I did the research. We're gonna do a fucker tonight. His name is Charles Lewis Blood, more commonly known as See All Blood. Is but, he related uh, to R.L. Stein? I gotta ask is, the question. No, I'm sorry. Uh, the letters and mismatching uh, surnames mean they're not related. I don't know. Uh, he might be a brother-in-law. Related through marriage. What about mm. CM Punk? He's a wrestler. 
That's closer, but still mismatching surname. Oh, he's related to CM Punk and RL Stein? Wow, what a there, family get together. CM Stein. That's CM like CM Stein. That's oh, that sounds nephew. really gross. That sounds like Brazzer's first orthodox uh feature, if you would. <laughs> All right. So just to titillate, just to titillate some of uh you guys and the listeners, uh tonight's episode, banger, fucking banger. We got um we got the illicit use of laughing gas. We got some good old dismemberment. And wow. we got Boston accents up in this episode, boys. Oh, that's fun. Like that's Matt a good Damon, combo. Right? Like, mm. like Dawny, Dawny, heart to tar to to tar, Dawny. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Thank Sounds you. so Boston. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, so, are we going to. idea or no? Can we, like, actually just listen to, like, uh, Flogging Molly or no, Dropkick Murphy's the entire time? Uh, imagine imagine like being not the red hot chili peppers and writing about your city nonstop. Like how Mm. sick in your head are you? I know. Fucking Frank Sinatra. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And and the dropkick sons. Cody, tell us about blood. Ah, we got we got a we got a medical quack episode, boys. Oh, boy. I want you. I want you to brace for that. What was the last one we did? Who was did the it last Brain one? Boy? The the Frankly, Frankly, Goat Testicles. Oh, really? No, we've done someone. Well, that was one of the best episodes in the history of the world. It's good, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're missing someone. Cody, you always bring in people that are poking at brains and shit. Yeah, I, I know, but I think I haven't done it in a while, so I'm, that's why I'm excited. Right? We're okay, doing, we're doing a medical quack right now. We have momentum right. already. Yeah, Charles Lewis Blood was born September 8th, 1835 in Groton, Massachusetts. Uh, Chuck's father was a respected farmer and timber dealer and handyman. So he's kind of like his jack of all trades. Is that now, where Potatoes El Groton comes from? Because I love, I love those. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? I don't know. That's it's probably G-R-O-T-O-N. French. Yeah, well, France is, I mean, Massachusetts is closer to France than we are right now. What? We're on Long Island. It's right underneath His it. childhood and early adulthood are sadly undocumented. The hijinks only start when this guy's in his 30s, and I see a pattern going. I'm like, why can't I find anything on, like, you know, these, these medical quacks' childhoods? And the answer is they couldn't become a medical quack if they had a documented childhood. Because this guy, we don't know what he was doing in his teens and 20s. He can say, oh, I was getting my medical degree. It's like, geez, getting my license. Yeah, you drop off a grid. You can say whatever happened then, and then boom, you're a uh, you know, the story sticks. The profile what, upholds. Right. What happens in childhood like, stays in childhood. Yeah, I mean, you could just show up in your 30s and be like, "Yeah, my mom didn't fuck, but I fell out." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Lots of fun. So there you go. So in lieu of going over his early life, we're just gonna do a quick history of the drug known as nitrous oxide yay 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 and uh just to set the mood of what nitrous oxide is being used for uh in this lovely day and age i should have pull up the chart yeah picture for tom and travis in the chat and if you guys could paint that for the people at home of what's going on right there Oh, see, that's how it. See, we just transitioned from dro- uh, the flogging Dropkick Murphys to a fish show. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deep cuts, but explain those for the audience at home. Um, so nitrous oxide, uh, uh, amazing, amazing gas that you, yes. you can buy from a hippie at a fish concert that's part of a hippie mafia that controls your large tanks of laughing gas, and you buy a balloon, and you put it in your mouth, you suck the laughing gas and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and I never I, thought I would hear the term hippie mafia. There is a hippie mafia. Apparently, what, some guy was selling nitrous at a fish show, and he wasn't allowed to. These guys are from, like, Pittsburgh. Yeah. So th- they took the guy, and they hooked a nozzle up to their tank and fucking iced him with just laughy ga- laughing gas. Like, like oh, you want to sell this shit? They fucking plugged him in. Damn. So that's murder. Um, look, yeah, th- that's fine though. Peace and love. Uh, f- frogs on a on a peace sign. And the picture I just showed is pretty much the 1800s version of what right. Travis was saying. Right. Yeah. Me, um, it, can I actually describe it though? Because Travis, as it. much as you painted a picture, you out. did no yeah. justice to this visual. Now there's four midgets in a room with a terrible carpet. Short. They're all very short. Look at their arms. Um, <laughs> look, and they're they're each huffing. Uh, what seems to be a vacuum bag uh, of of uh, gas, cl- uh, excuse me, laughing gas. Uh, one of them is Beauty and the Beast, uh, Belle. She is sucking on the bag. There's another one who is Against high her as will. shit. And the two men are going, our women are finally in control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> laughing gas was a, was a treatment for scolding wive. right. wives. You know what I mean? Like... I didn't, I didn't know scolding wife was a disease and I didn't know scolding was a symptom of it. So like, this is like the kind of stuff like you just like whiff in your wife if she was having a bad day and she'd have a good day or at Dude, least, you know, an eighth of a good day. That's I would have weird. I would have so many bad days. That would be great. Right. <laughs> and, and Travis, there was such a thing called laughing gas parties where like, you know, the person in the host or hostess would like do a nice big dinner and then, like, you'd retire to the parlor, and then uh, back in the day, uh, laughing gas used to come out of a furnace. When you uh, heated up the right things, you put it in a bladder, and then you just, you know. That sounds spend, dangerous. Spend an evening huffing laughing gas with your friends giggling at such phrases as coming in handy uh, all night. Good, that's a good joke, though. <laughs> we all like coming in handy. I can't. Like, as soon as you realize, like, the silliness of that phrase, it's just stuck with you. Yeah, but it's it's better than coming in sake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cody, you're really coming in handy with these uh, post-production skills, and I'm just like... (laughs) 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 Yeah, right now. I got, like, fired a week later, but whatever. Of course. So, Laughing Gas, uh, invented by one Joseph Priestley in 1772, and for 44 years... Nobody ever thought to use this for any other purpose than just giggles. Like, this was not used as, like, an anesthetic for at least another, like, you know, four decades. Why'd, <laughs> so, the, why'd the doctors have to ruin our fun? They didn't ruin it. They just started using it, too. You know no. what I mean? It's just like, oh, this guy isn't screaming bloody murder when I'm yanking, like, a bicuspid out of his face. When I, when I you know, when I gas him up. And, you know, the old the old-timey trick was just, like... He, You'd send your patient to the pub, like get him hammered, and then try to pull the tooth. But then you run into like the, the the awkward situation of like, oh, they might aspirate or puke because they're drunk. Uh, Laughing gas that wasn't that, really an issue. That's fine. I mean, it it gets the job done. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one dentist named uh, Gardner Quincy Colton in 1844 was the first guy to be like, oh, yeah, let's gas up my patients while I yank teeth out of them. This works lovely. You know what I mean? They're not going to puke on me. They're giggling and I, I can get my shit right. done. So he was kind of the first guy to be like, oh, medical practice, medical applications for this fun drug. You know, let's go. Let's use it, boys. And then that's when our subject, uh, Charles Lewis Blood, I'm going to call him Chucky for the rest of the episode. Chuck gets Blood. Gets the idea. Yeah, gets the idea like, oh, yeah, this can be used for fucking like medical purposes. Only problem was he's not a doctor. But well, wait, is, hold on. Didn't you say he was born 1930 or something? Did, uh, 1830? Sorry, oh, 1830. Did I, did, I don't know. Was, yeah, I, I had a typo. I, I nixed it. Before, I thought, but maybe it's still in my notes. 1830 is when our subject tonight is born. Guys, okay. mail in your roast mortem diplomas. We have to rip them up for you. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. We'll issue new one. Yes. So Chuck's like, oh, this thing has medical applications. Uh, it, it's becoming a fad. It's like it's kind of a buzz topic right now. Only problem is I'm not a doctor, but because I'm not in the limelight in my early youth, I'll just say I'm a doctor. I'll just add MD to the end of my name. So he, why not? There's a bunch of reasons why not. I won't get into them because I assume you have common sense. But he uh, just goes into uh, like, I'm a doctor now. And you try to prove me wrong mode. My name he, is Kurt Doogie Hauser MD. That's, I'm that's a pretty much boy genius. That with a Boston accent, Travis. Bye, genius. Hey, uh, boy genius. Where did you go to school to become an MD doctor? Park the car in Harvard Yard, Tom. Oh, um, that's, that's good where I know. went, Harvard. I, I see that your diploma is actually written on a Walbaum's paper bag. That's how we do them, Boston. I could buy that. Well, welcome on board. No You're now our head doctor. Yay! <laughs> so, like I said, Chuck blips back on the radar, age 35, 1865, and he's, he's, uh, he's hot on this laughing gas fad. Uh, just so you know, Chuck is described as being six feet tall, well-built. Uh, he's got a full head of hair, and he's described as a dandy to uh, most people who meet him on the streets. Oh, yeah. We went on the king of dandies, who was uh, Bo Brumell. Yeah. The guy. He did That's, it. That was like that dandy culture of these boys that were pretty boys. Yeah. yeah it's one so of those he, gays who likes women. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> that is, I, was about to, I was about to scold you, but Tom, that's, that's right on the head. And they... they no hate. Snuff. No hate. I'm just saying, no, that, if you want to simplify, if you want to use less words, that's what you say. <laughs> so he blips back on the radar from a move from Philly to Boston, and he just, you know, in the move, gains a medical license. I usually lose things when I move a state or two over. This guy finds a license. I'm like, wow, good for you, man. <laughs> so he sets up in Boston. He starts taking out full print ads for um, his you know, his quote-unquote cure-all miracle treatment. Thing is, can't call it laughing gas because, you know, laughing gas has been around for about 100 years now, and people know what that's about. So let's change that name really quick. Let's just call it oxygenized air. That sounds good, right? Humans Cody, use oxygen. Cody, humans use air. You, when you read this, did you have convulsions? A little bit. Why? <laughs> I don't know. You always get crazy about word things whenever that happens. Whenever something is weird, like, you know, an oxymoron of sorts, you're like, whoa! Yeah. yeah. And that ruins your day. It does. <laughs> Just so you know, like, the proper, if he knew, if his ass, like, had brains in it, 
he'd be calling it oxygenated air, as Tom is trying to point out. But no, this medical quack is using, I looked it up, it's actually a word that was like using like, you know, alchemist dazed, oxygenized. But oxygenated air is what he should have been calling this shit. I but yes, Tom, there, there was a brief, like, there was a brief tick, facial tick, when I first read oxygenized air. Facial Are tick, you sure yeah. that I wasn't just his Boston accent? Oxygenized air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Boston accent is pretty much just a stroke patient. Thank you, Travis, for bringing <laughs> yeah, me back yeah. down to that. Uh, it was actually a so, name brand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to piggyback off oh. what Travis was saying. It's actually uh, a brand. It's Oxen, Oxen and Guys. You know, like, but Oxen guys. we can cut that out because it is terrible. But also leave it in, Zwick. Show them I'm so human. He's, he's got he's got this like I'm selling oxygenized air and he's doing this, you know, through full print uh, pages in the local newspaper. And he's marketing at he's marketing it as a cure for carta, scrofula and consumption. And if you don't know what those are, that's just all TB. Oh, all that's all, that's all tuberculosis. Different flavors. Different flavors of tuberculosis. Okay. But this is the this is the first giggle I get doing this guy. Because is it not slightly cruel to look at someone who's having difficulty breathing and being like, Your medicine has to be I made this medicine to get in your lungs. You know, like all you to, to intake this medicine, you have to breathe the one thing you came to me right having difficulty doing yeah, this is you like could, you could easily scold your patients like do you even want to live come on man suck yeah. it up suck right it up. This, is, like, this is the equivalent of like somebody finding the cure for tryptanophobia the fear of needles and it's like a series of 12 injections that's <laughs> that's the cruelty this guy is playing on people right now i see you lost both your legs in the war you're gaining a little weight maybe you should start running yeah, nice. walk it off. <laughs> walk it off, you asshole. Yeah, love it. Just so do it. Like, yeah. So business is actually good because idiots don't realize what getting high is back in the day. They just think like, oh, the cure's working. You know what I mean? I went from dying to giggly. Of course, this is a cure because I'm giggling. Just oh. Yeah, Travis. Well, I feel like I feel like most of the medicine medicine back then medicine like that's like because you know they put like coke you know cocaine was fucking medicine like back go. then and like morphine and it was just like oh yeah you're dying but you're having a good time looks like it works you know this that's is a cure that's the one thing I gotta say like obviously it's very sad when people overdose on cocaine but you were on top of the world when that happens. Oh yeah, that's that for, is for at least six minutes. Yeah, that's the apex. You know, you were like, "I am ready to die. I'm gonna die at the height of my life, not the Woo! low dregs of what life should be." Yeah, is that cool? And maybe you could have John Travolta puncture you. Come on, yeah, with the norepinephrine or whatever that needle was. Blah. I've been drinking. Excuse me. So. Uh, the dishonest screwy fuck our boy Chucky is, he would hire actors to man his front desk slash waiting room area just to sit there and kind of provide a mirage of an in-demand treatment and practice. Right. That's like the old uh, Soapy Smith thing. You, you put yeah, yeah. plants. You hire, you hire shills or plants, as Tom says, just to hang around and just be like, you know, if you actually came in for the treatment, you'd see like one or two guys like in the room with you and you'd be like, 
I can't wait. This stuff will clear you right up. And you're just like, oh, good. I, you know, well, right. They're advertising to you secretly. We're, we're not in the Wild West, but this is the same time just on the East Coast. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, think of Wild West treatment styles just a little bit more refined on, like, the East Coast because there's more access to things. Right. Right. And uh, Chucky would do this thing. Like, even if he had one appointment for the day, he'd do that dumb doctor thing and make the patient wait an hour in the waiting room just just to like make that patient feel like oh god like you know appointments are hard to get better like book my next one soon so they i do don't that shit on now. purpose right some must you i know swear what I mean? like, they just overbook all the time like they overbook just... and they take doctor lunches you know what a, you know you know doctor lunches right yeah. it's just like it took you two hours and 15 minutes to yeah, eat a sandwich and a coke oh yeah, i thought doctor lunches with it. your bare hands Oh, yeah, yeah. that too. Well, it's oatmeal with your bare hands, and then you go do an eighteen hole, right? And uh, yeah, that, we're not talking 18. golf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, so Chuck would also use his actors to uh, go out and uh, you know fuck fuck over investors and hook them in on you know something that is pretty much just the stuff they hand out at fun houses. You know, just the the guy selling it has. A medical license, or so he claims. Right. Uh, very so, fun. It's it's not. It is. And he also, it is. Cody, it is. Okay, it's very fine. It fun is. to sell well, stuff. Under well, right. False that's, just, that's like your Rastafarian um, do, uh, pain doctor subscribing you Gorilla AK-47 for your pain. Right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, he did the multi-level marketing thing and began selling licenses on how to produce oxygenized air, which is, you know, a huge scam in itself because, like, this process has already been, like, documented in, like, free medical journals, like, for at least 100 years ago. So he's just like, here's how you make my cure-all, and he's like, pay the license and I'll let you make it. So he's doing multi-level marketing shit, too. Great. And for a spell, this made our boy Chucky serious bank. Dying people would come in, feel great, leave, and then come in again. Rinse and repeat until, you know, you're rich. Well, Laugh Cody also his, die. his name is his name is Doctor Blood. Like, let's he, talk about that. Let's talk about that. Doctor Blood. Like, I don't want to go to a Doctor Blood. What's he gonna do? He's gonna drain my dick, and then he's gonna drain all the blood out of me. I think I mentioned this to you before the show, but um, I had difficulty researching this guy because his popular name is CL Blood. And that's actually a horrible condition for the human physiology, like having chlorine in your blood. So it like fucked with my like, you know, Googling. But this guy is literally named after a disease of the human body well, with doctor you, in front of it. So you it's get Dr. That, chlorine blood and you're like, oh, let me go to him. You get that if you freebase cat piss. Trust me, I came very close to getting CL blood. Really? Wow. Yeah, well, I'm going to be Dr. Pneumonia. That. All right. Would you rather have Dr. C.L. Blood or would you rather see Dr. Jerome Harris? Well, I, I might be biased. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> well, I'm not, that's why I'm asking you right now. Uh, well, I, I would much rather see a C.L. Blood than a Jerome, right? but that's just me, though. I, well, I mean, a Jerome, just a Jerome and Harris. Name. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The average person might be fine with going to a Jerome, yeah. but I. It's long story. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into it on the show. Yeah. 
So anyway, Dr. Jerome Harris is actually a real person existing in this time frame. He actually has his doctor degree and he sees CL blood making all this bank on oxygenized air. And he wants a piece of this fucking action. Does he do the does he do the corporate American thing and solicit Chucky for, you know, a shakedown every so often? What does he do? This idiot doctor goes in direct competition and begins marketing something called super oxygenized air. In, yeah! <laughs> indirect competition with someone he knows must be a medical quack. And so we have a real doctor stooping to, like, you know, a, a quack of a fucking drug dealer, more or less. But and sometimes- I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. Right. I, I, I think that, like, we have seen this many times throughout American history where someone takes a name and then becomes far well known for for just adding like super or um, you know something crazy at the time. Like I, I, I super is the laziest. I recall thing the you first originally there was a band called Ario Wagon, and then Ario Speedwagon came along and just oh, blew no. them out of the fucking water. <laughs> marketing. Mar- yeah, there, it's, there, it's there was a, there was an Iron Zeppelin, and then they went to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yes. Led's better than Iron. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, actually, that's kind of uh, not a lot of people know about metal. I just want to say, like, super is like the laziest prefix to add. You know what I mean? Like, you could go with hyper, giga, true, ultra. Okay, you Cody, know, mega. Cody, right? you got to get old timey when you think like that. People didn't yeah. use the word super so frivolously. Super was a big word. Super. Yeah, they, they only broke <laughs> it out when they were serious. Mm-hmm. Wait, does he want to sell me super? No, 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 sir. That's not soup. Super means that is really good. Right. Oh, but I just wanted soup. <laughs> Did I interest you in super soup? Oh, fuck! <laughs> it's chowder with cocaine in it. That sounds great, so, actually. Yeah. It does. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be hacking that up for weeks. You anyway. gotta snort it, though, right? You gotta snort oh, yeah. The, you know. <laughs> snort the chowder. Oh God! Why does your nose sound like that? That's, that that makes gag. Actually, you've got to leave the bits of potato in it. <laughs> so, Doctor Jerome even went so far as to buy out uh, Chucky's old uh, office to kind of like get his patients confused. So, Chucky, like you know, business was booming. He moved up and out of a small office. And, you know, your, your Dr. Jerome Harris was like, I'm going to take that small office and start selling super oxygenized, sorry, super oxygenized air out of it. Fuck you. So he starts Wait. doing this. Yeah. Sorry, they're in Philly now, right? Uh, no, no, they're, this is all Boston. So oh, okay. For the most part, this entire episode is Boston. We'll wander up into New Hampshire in a little bit, but okay. just all fucking American, you know. Because didn't you say he went, down, he went down to Philly and then he came back? Philly is, Philly is when he was off the radar. I guess oh, they, okay. don't, they, they, don't check, they don't check shit in Philly. Whatever. Okay. So he, when he came back to Boston is when he re-pinged on the radar, age 30, slinging this oxygenized air as a cure-all. So the chowder reference, check. Yeah, I'm in there. I got you, baby. Uh, so he buys the old office and he's selling out of it just to confuse the patients or maybe entice them like, oh, this is an upgrade. This is super oxygenized air. So one day, uh, Jerome... Dr. Jerome is visited by a man called uh, Carville. And Carville's like, ah, I got uh, what I think is bronchitis. Can I, can I, 
Can I huff that super oxygenated, sorry, super oxygenized air of yours? And Dr. Jerome was like, hell yeah, dude, your check cleared. Whiff this. And he just, <laughs> you know, puts a bladder up to fucking Carville's face. And in a matter of seconds, Carville starts frothing at the mouth, having convulsions and spitting up all over the carpet. This lasts for an hour. Cody, I'm on the edge of my seat because I know this man started Carvel ice cream. No. He better survive. How are we going to get Fudge Whale if he <laughs> does gonna, Yeah, how are we going to get Fudgy Whale? So he's on the floor writhing in agony for upwards of 60 minutes. And at this point, Dr. Jerome is like, I, get out. I can't. <laughs> you can't stop me. I got people. I got patients to see. I have Leave. one other appointment today and several yeah. crisis actors. Get out of... <laughs> No, no, this, this is the doctor that Jerome isn't using crisis act. Oh, Jerome is. This is, this is the rival of Chucky. Chucky right. is the asshole who doesn't have his license and, and he uses shills. But Jerome, yes. Jerome is making his gas with tree nuts. Problem. And his name is Jerome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not trustworthy. So after an hour, Dr. Jerome kicks this guy out. He's like, I got things to do. You can't die on my floor all day, sir. Yeah, go, go spasm out in the gutter. In the gutter. <laughs> Drag you yes. out, bitch. So days later, uh, all these negative reviews start showing up in publications regarding Dr. Jerome and his super oxygenized air. And uh, business tanked for Dr. Jerome. That's because uh, you fuck with ice cream moguls. You're going to get fucked, dude. <laughs> well, Travis, let's, let's, let's take a look at the fuckery afoot here. All right. Immediately after seeing Dr. Jerome and having a horrible experience... With super oxygenized air, Carville went to Dr. Blood and got regular oxygenized air, and it cured him of the overdose. Oh, thank God. That's why so, whenever you get your oil changed, when they're like, you want to go synthetic? No. Yeah. I want to do regular. Please don't ask me that again, <laughs> you filthy grease monkey. So it's like, oh, what a... Like, what a wild coincidence that super oxygenized air will poison you, but regular oxygenized air <laughs> is a cure for that poisoning. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Tree nuts, dog. Isn't that wacky? <laughs> it's the same drug. It's the same drug. So if you put two and two together, yes, Carville is one of the fucking actors under Blood's employment. Ah. And he went, he went to the rival, faked this entire, like, episode... Gave him a bunch of one-star reviews. Went to, you know, his employer, Dr. Blood. Doctor in quotations, always with blood. And got the cure in the form of regular oxygenated air. Yo, he yelped that bitch. He, Karen. He went full Karen on this. And the oh, thing is, man. I can't be angry at it. Because he went full Karen, writhing, puking, and frothing for an hour. Okay. For an hour, that's that's too much. <laughs> so, like, I would have gone seven minutes and then just like tried to play dead. Okay, you know what I mean. This guy, this guy needs an Oscar. <laughs> Is Doctor Blood, CL Blood, a medical charlatan? Perhaps. Is he no, an excellent casting director? You know Surely. he is. Assuredly, yeah. he's like I'm. I got that guy. He sold it. He sold it so fucking hard. I went to Holy Trinity High School. And watch the kids shake around and do their improv classes. And that's the one I want. That one. He's going to make ice cream. <laughs> so this entire escapade, like, illustrates that Dr. Blood or Chucky has no understanding of human physiology. Because essentially, imagine this. 
you're overdosing on six cups of coffee. And then someone says the cure is one more half cup of coffee. That that's not how you treat overdoses. You stop yeah, giving okay. him Tra- but the Cody, overdose. He like, was given super air. Right, right, right. Cody, so he you're, you're missing another with- point here. This is America. I have a friend who sells pharmaceuticals for a living. Uh-huh. He's not a doctor. He's a guy with a briefcase. And he goes to doctors and he goes, hey, why don't you give your people some of this Oxycontin? All right. Give them something to take the edge off and perhaps put them in a downward spiral for the rest of their lives. Now, careers are made like this. So he's a career Mm -hmm. man. We're not expecting anything else here. Come on. Let's be realistic. CL blood. Blood is true. What is truer than money? Nothing. Absolutely nothing in America. Yep. Donnie. Donnie. But you can just see. He doesn't understand the concept of an overdose. You stop giving him that. And like, just so you know, like super oxygenated, super oxygenized air was literally just the same was marketed as the same thing as oxygenized air, just higher concentrated. Right. So it's this like weird, like, oh, my God, he's overdosing on Coca-Cola. Give him a Diet Coke. He'll be better. No, that's not how an- that's not how the human body works. I love that hey, you're focusing on that part so well, much. It's, I love it. Everyone could have outed him as a quack right now. But all these Bostonian fucks are just like, I, I like getting high. Come well, wait, like no, anything back then. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like well, the parade could have stopped, but everyone was too dumb and would rather get high. Well, also, Cody, like, so you are you said that this is tr- trying to treat TB, right? Which is a spread through breathing. It's marketed as such. It doesn't right. actually. Right. But so imagine someone going in there and they're like, I think I got TB. And uh, like CL Blood or the other guy, Jerome, uh, is like, suck on this balloon that like 80 other people have put their mouths on and I haven't oh, yeah. washed you, it. They you're getting didn't. TB. Yeah, they didn't you're... antiseptic anything. It's not you know, stopping it. a TB either. All these people believe in free love, and that's really, really quite something. I else. even bet you. I even bet you, like Doctor, like Jerome Harris, like to save on balloons would like huff directly out of the furnace and like try and like kiss the patient. <laughs> yeah, right. Like uh, I'm out of balloons. <sighs> so this is an entire charade to fucking like destroy, you know, the rival. Dr. Jerome Harris. So on top of all these negative reviews, Carville also brought up a lawsuit like, oh, medical fuckery. You don't know how this works. And uh, the case fell through. But Jerome Harris was so like, I can't deal with crazy. I'm I'm not going to deal with this brand of crazies. So we up and left Boston and, you know, CL Blood, our boy Chucky. His, mono- his monopoly was restored. So he's just like, I'm, I'm the big dick in the house now. Just like right. the hippie gangsters. As yeah. I have said many Very times good. in my life, get out of here, Jerome. <laughs> inside joke. Can you smell the inside jokes? So shortly after this, uh, Chucky gets into the brush with the law every so often. And I forgot to mention this, but a partial reason Chucky dons this like fake doctor guys is he's under the assumption that authorities will take the word of a doctor over that of a layman all the time. He's thinking like, if I ever get into like a legal scruffle, I just say I'm a doctor 
And if the other guy's not a doctor, I win. Because as a doctor, I'm more trustworthy, even though he like got his doctorate in a fucking, you know, box of Fruit Loops or something like that. Okay. All right. Cody, so do you like, think that he had one of those? I don't even know what those are for. The little pizza cutter things that they used to wear on their heads. You know, I was just thinking about that. You don't know what that's for? It's just a reflector to get light in their mouth. Oh. I saw it was a cup pizza on your lunch break. <laughs> I, when I when, when I didn't know what it was for, I thought I thought it was just like a ceremonial doctor crown. Like, oh, you trust the guy that has the shiny on his head? How come they still don't wear that? They should because we I have trust them more now. I we trust have headlamps them more. now. You notice that those went away like as soon as people started using MP uh, MP3s and streaming. I think it's a CD up there. Yeah, it's a mini disc, a, a yeah. universal media disc. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then everyone won. Everyone was kind of like, I don't buy physical media anymore. I hate the bands I listen to. Well, Chuck thinks he's got, you know, a trump card when it comes to laymen. It's just like, I'm a doctor. I know more than you. The judge will believe me. Like, yeah, kind of, but only with like medical issues. Uh, Chuck gets into a lot of non-medical issues with people and tries using the doctor card when it doesn't work. And we're going to laugh at all of them right now. Hell yeah. Uh, firstly, uh, because... Chuck is slinging not laughing gas, but his own patented, patented. I'm drinking. The words are tricky this episode. Bear with me. He's slinging his own patented like formula, a.k.a. the super oxygenized air. Right. right? So that needs paperwork for patenting and administration as a treatment in your practice. Of course, Chucky didn't do any of that shit. So, like, the IRS is just like, hey, man, either you're, you owe back taxes or you're going to jail for fraud because you're not stamping your patents while using them. And Chuck's like, I'm a doctor. Can this go away? And the government was like, no. Uh, and it must have been a huge amount of back tax owed because instead of paying it, Chucky just disappeared from Boston, leaving oh. his practice to, like, his nurses for, like, a spell. Back then, you could do stuff like and buy. That, that's something that we will never have as millennials and anyone Gen Zers and down, you know, or Gen Xers rather and down. You can't do that anymore. You, yeah. Um, the politicians want to have a good time with you. They want to mm -hmm. take your money. They want to throw you up and down. You know. See, that's something that DMX never learned. Is that you just can't fly to a different state pretending to be a federal officer to escape mm. your taxes. Uh, sir, I think I found him. He's in a dog kennel. Uh, he has been barking at me. I've been asking to uh, identify himself for the last half hour, and he has been snarling. What you really want? All right, you now, want my money? You sir, want my money, sir? Earl Simmons sir. is your is your legal name? Earl Simmons, sir. I'm in the FBI. I'm DMX. Okay, we got him. Then that is a moniker. <laughs> That's you fine. Just can't Let's help get it. Close enough. Yeah. Could you imagine that every time DMX goes to Nathan's or something and they ask for his name, like, all right, that's uh, three hot dogs and some cheesy fries. What's the name, sir? DMX. It's like, sir, this is a kid's restaurant. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. No, you know that he uses a, a fake name when he goes to Starbucks. Like, I'm not DMX. I'm totally uh, Juan. <laughs> and they spell it wrong. God, I do really genuinely love DMX. I think he's a great artist. Yeah. Oh, is he I, in, I wait, hold on. Can we go to the website? Is DMXinjail.com? Is he this in is jail? Important. This is important. That is an actual put... website. You can look it up. This episode, it might be different by the time it comes out. Yeah. Well, as of this recording, Travis, 
Is DMX in jail? I don't know. Is he? Oh, I got it. I'm no, I pulled him up. DMX is not in jail. Hey! Yeah! Shout out to DMX. Love the guy. Really do. He's got so much enthusiasm. Again, there's a little delay be- between the episode and now, so check again when this yeah, comes as out. As of this recording, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a freeman. So he goes, he owes back taxes you know, to Uncle Sam, so he just fucking leaves Boston. Uh, a couple of U.S. Marshals find him in Philly. Uh, they arrest him. But the weird thing is there was never a trial or, like... He, he he was arrested, but that was the end of it. There wasn't a trial. There wasn't sentencing. There wasn't like a, a, a payment of the back taxes. He was just arrested, and then he shows back up in Boston a free man. So he either, you know, uh, escaped, or he, you know, did the American thing and slipped these two U.S. marshals something under the table. Well, they told him, they told the officers which cheesesteak place is their favorite. You know, they arrest you in Philly, and they're like, Gino's a pets. Pick the right one, get out of jail. I would think you just slip him another person who has bigger tax fraud, perhaps a Jerome of sorts. Maybe you just come up with there a you Jerome go. and you go, maybe you should look into this guy. He's tax evader. He takes my shit. He might be a vampire. Um, so just <laughs> go look into this guy. And they go, oh, thanks a lot. And they let you go. So yeah. another, another storm of fuckery unfolded when an investor took a shine to Chucky's booming oxygenized air business. The investor wanted to throw up capital and then receive dividend. It's fa- fairly common, fa- fairly common business arrangement. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, uh, however, this investor never sufficiently covered his ass in case of non-payment. So Chuck did the thing and was just like, "Well, I'm a doctor, and you're just a shitty investor. I'm gonna tell the police I never got your money." And that's exactly what happened. Uh, this investor did not get. Re- a refund of his lump, nor did he get dividends, and he died a year later destitute. So you can look at it as like this guy kills people. <laughs> you can you you can file fucking Chucky as someone that like is shitty enough to let people die for money. Could yeah, you but imagine- you know, that, oh, sorry, you know that investor died laughing. He probably had some laughy gas. Uh, yeah, just sucking like the drip <laughs> residue outside the yeah. the office back alley. You know, what's funny when you when you have one of those moments where someone's accusing you, oh, you know, I didn't take a receipt for receiving this this money. And then you brought always to court, take receipts uh, and, you know, you're the defendant and they're going and your defense is, where's the money? I never got the, the money. money. Like you could also play victim as the defendant yeah. and you could you could even make a mockery of it. Like, as you say, judge, I never received the money. Where is it? And start looking under things. Illustrating in the, the courtroom <laughs> for hours, even be like, "Where did you leave the money, sir?" And, just and you can cross examine like a motherfucker. That's how you do it. That's yeah. how they won the Scopes Monkey trial. They're like, "Where's the monkey?" And they start looking around the the courthouse. Everyone, Dude, show me the monkey and smear it on something. Find the monkey. <laughs> uh, if I didn't mention this lump sum was uh, this lump sum of startup capital. I don't know why it's startup capital because he's already going was uh, forty five hundred dollars. So it was a big chunk of change in exchange for like dividends. You got to cover your ass if you're like slinging forty five thousand dollars, forty five hundred dollars. Honestly, man, that's just as much that guy's fault. So shout to blood. He did it. Yeah. I'm more of a Crips kind of guy. You and I, we I, do uh, different. I was waiting <laughs> for who would make that joke first. <laughs> well, Travis, it. you're a Huntington, you're a Huntington station man, and I am a Huntington. Yeah. I am very arrogant and blood. Oh um, shit! Something <laughs> of the nature. I don't, I don't truly understand it, but I will die for it. 
That explains so much. Uh, by 1883, Chuck had published a book fanning his medical know-how. Uh, you know, and, you, you know, it's more or less a, 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 a multi-paged advertisement for his, you know, patented cure-all. Uh, the book's title was A Century of Life, Health, and Happiness. Misleading because Chuck is 45 and I have no idea where this century horse shit comes from. It just sounds like it was a sharp word he wanted to lead the title with. Of course. Yeah. I, mean, I remember getting a DVD by the band Cannibal Corpse when they turned 25 oh. and it was called Centuries of Torment. Now, granted, they talk about slicing women in half um, and there is a element of, of fantasy there. Um, this is a doctor. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't take the centuries of torment. Doctor with air quotes. Yeah. Doctor with air quotes. Yeah. Cody, you know he has the pizza slice on his head. He must be doctor. Travis, he's just as much as a doctor as you are. Yeah. Point made. <laughs> Dude, really, I know everything really about biology. Yeah. Cody, you need a kidney transplant? I could do it. <laughs> give me a kidney. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why are you asking for one of my kidneys if you're offering yeah. to put one in? Well, you know, I'll replace it with the uh, uh, haggis. Oh, well, that works, yeah. Travis yeah. just found Same a nice shape. small hand cooler, you know, something he can bring to the beach and just bring his 224s and a sandwich. Yeah, Yeti or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's got to try it what? on something. Give him a kidney. Well, I am a doctor. Of course I have a Yeti cooler. So, <laughs> it's like $500, dude. Yes. <laughs> I have I have mouths to feed and shit to buy. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, this book comes out, or it's about to come out. I'm gonna, uh, an investor uh, gave your boy CL Blood two hundred and ten dollars for in exchange for early releases of the book. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, I like your book. I want to sell it. Here's two hundred and ten dollars. Give me like you know two dozen of these early before you release them. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's the deal. Is and this book written in phonetic Boston? I, I don't know. That'd be great if it was. <laughs> like, kind of like how, kind of like train spotting with Scotland, but it's in like Boston and it's about medical shit. It's one of those things where, like, you can make fun of how dumb that accent sounds, but as soon as you, it is a non zero likelihood if you ask one of the people with that dumb accent where they went to school and they'll say Harvard and you'll just be like, oh, well, Fuck me! I make no. Podcasts. You'd be like <laughs> stupid. <Yeah. laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it still trumps the medical. It trumps twelve years no. of additional schooling. Cody, if you're from if you're from the Boston area and you you're smart enough to go to Harvard, go to MIT because no one can make fun of you. That's not doesn't carry in well, the accent. You can't MIT. Do the accent. They MIT can make like. fun of you. <laughs> So uh, this this guy who this this book investor actually covered his ass this time, and uh, when Chuck tried to do like I'm a doctor, you're a book buyer. What do you have to say to that? And the, this fucking book buyer was just like, "How about the receipts, you asshole?" And he was Chuck Chucky was immediately thrown in jail for you know what I mean, not being able to prove, like bail his way out of a fraud. Right. What? You know what? Go to jail. Who cares? He's going to be out in 45 days anyway. That's pretty much the case. A century's <laughs> worth of days. <laughs> Get out of there. Was... My life, my century in prison. Yeah, he's going to be more than a year. days. Was not more than a year. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be laughing. He's writing the, uh, the, the, um, the, the laughing gas community equivalent of Mein Kampf. 
which is <laughs> oh, which is just him talking about like different bags to use to suck gas out doctor of, chair. and thinks he's changing the world like many hippies do. Um, yeah, you know they talk about saving the earth, and then they also drive a Jeep Wrangler. Shout out to them. Uh, and they go, you drive so a Jeep Wrangler, do it, you know, go see Earth and be nice to each other. <laughs> Either way, did sorry, I, that's a bit I of a tangent. Just, Please continue. Did I just off-road and run over a turtle? Oh, my no, God. No, turtles have shells. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. They're invincible. You, you can't run. It's just a nature speed bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the one time I decided to help a turtle cross the road, he, like, fucking peed all over my shoes. Oh, well, <laughs> he had a long dick then. Uh, we saw yeah. some turtles today. Gabby and I went to a uh, walk in the park. Oh, shit. We went to Hexer Park and we saw lots of turtles. That's that's where I rescued a turtle and he peed all over me. Oh, man. That's Huntington Piss Foundry. That's what we call it now. Tom, uh, remember when you committed murder in uh, Hexer Park with my crawdad? Yeah, that was an accident. You shouldn't have I left know. Huntington. That was what that was. Well, Cody, well, Tom, I'm just saying I know you have... Some PTSD. I can work it through. We'll go get some lobsters. I was fine with it. So Chuck couldn't have been in jail for more <laughs> than a year because in April of 1884, uh, he went on this sneaky, manipulative fuck of a clustered fuck storm. What is this, guys? I, I don't know. This is this is this this <laughs> this illegal fuckery fried my brain. If it doesn't make sense to you, stop me and ask me what's going on. Because I this is like so complicated to me. But it, it, it's a bit part, but I feel like it's important. But uh, Chuck was dating this lady called Jeanette. And I have no idea what prompted Chuck to do this. But Chuck fabricated a story regarding Jeanette's ex-boyfriend. The, the, the guy that dated Jeanette before, you know, our boy Dr. Chuck you did. Okay. Chucky's getting sloppy seconds, okay. Yeah, Chucky's getting sloppy seconds to this ex-boyfriend. Chucky fabricates his story that this guy proposed to, to Jeanette, knocked her up, forced her into a back alley abortion, and then dumped her. Well, I'm not sure where okay. the illegal... It's definitely scummy and vile, surreptitious. I'm not sure where the illegal thing happened yet. Well, wouldn't the abortion be illegal back in the day? For the doctor, I assume. No, it's for the lady, too. It's for all parties involved. But look, that sounds like a big old he, too story. Because he's making this shit up. Like, firstly, you don't force a back alley abortion on someone and break up with them. You do one or the other. Now, back in this time, you could easily bang abroad, not pull out, and then go move three blocks over and she would never see you again. So, (laughs) like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. And I don't know if this is him being like, ah, let me let me exploit this doctor versus layman like Trump card I have up my sleeve. Right. But Chuck made this story up, went to the ex-boyfriend and will be like, hey, I'm going to expose you if you don't give me four thousand dollars right now. The ex-boyfriend should know this is an entirely fabricated story from the get go. You know what I mean? Because he's like, I didn't do that, dude. Right. <laughs> Like, I didn't knock her up at all. Like, I didn't... What a bitch. Well, no, but what a bitch, though. Because she's the one that's like, oh, yeah, we'll get $400. Yeah, yeah, she's (laughs) collaborating. (laughs) Like, well, you want to get $400 from my ex-boyfriend? $4,000. Wait, does he hand it over? No. The ex-boyfriend's like, I never got her pregnant. There was no abortion. Like, he freaked out and went to the cops, and the cops are like... We got to arrest this guy. (laughs) Arrest the doctor, Dr. Blood, because this is clearly... 
cut and dry extortion. Right. Also, mm-hmm. who has four thousand dollars lying around? I mean, it's yeah. like the, the ex-boyfriend's a musician, and where the we ex-boyfriend today, is a musician, by the way. Oh, so he plays guitar. He's got and sweaty Boston. hair. He's got bangs. He's got a vest on. I'm shipping up to Boston. (laughs) So the cops are like, you're an idiot. We're not going to like you're a doctor, but this isn't a medical. uh, This really isn't a medical affair. Your word is just as good as, you know, the musicians. But the musician actually can like doesn't can say and show like this never happened. Well, yeah, I mean, he just the musician has to show up and sing a song that is called no or something you know like <laughs> nah dude that's the song nah man nah man i said nah man idiot if you thought that was slightly confusing and preposterous and ass backwards and all that we're gonna talk about the salt the sautel brothers right now they invented saltines they did not Okay. Uh, we have two Sawtell brothers. One's a good egg, one's a bad egg. The good egg, his name is Hiram, and he sells fruit for a living. All right. Fruit the boy. bad egg, his name is Isaac. He's a rapist for a living. Wow. It's oh. hard to make a living. Well, you know, it's hard to make a living in that field, I'll be <laughs> honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be the fruit seller, honestly. Yeah, me too, for a lot of reasons. You know, uh, you know money, number one. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. That was a joke. That's, um, good. Very good, sir. So, 1876, Isaac Sattel is convicted of three counts of rape and sentenced to three decades in the slammer uh, in Massachusetts State Prison. Right. He's a, he's a well-behaved rapist, so they let him out early. Uh, he only serves 13 of those years. <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. It's not my fault. I don't let a rapist go. Don't let a rapist go before. They let a rapist out before he's, he got done finishing half of his sentence. Yeah, because he because he washed behind his ears. He said, timer. "Please and thank you." No way, he's gonna do that again, to ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to drop this like hint right here. Like he may have met a certain pretend doctor while he was in prison for those rape charges. Uh-huh. Wink, wink, hint, hint. So his good behavior got him out early, and he reconnected with his fruit selling brother. Uh, Did he rape of- him? He did not rape his brother. Oh, He's okay. like, no, you're uh, staying on this side of my car. You stay away from the papaya. I know what it looks like. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little bit of bad, a little bit of bad news when he gets out of the slammer. Um, the two brothers, their father had passed away. Yeah, that's. I don't care. That's not bad news. It's a rapist. And, that's yeah. And it, <laughs> well, it it, it no sucks. You got out of jail. Yeah, but all right. Hold, hold on, though. Hold on. My father just passed. Cody's father just passed. If uh-huh. we raped someone like a week before. No one's going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. They'll be like, you're a fucking rapist. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you would feel sad your dad's dead well, if you okay. were a rapist. The news yeah, but I don't feel I mean? bad for rape boy. Guys, Maybe, that's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's the fair. news of you two guys being theoretical rapists probably killed your dads. So, <laughs> well, yeah. You don't did know, it. That's not true. You're a murderer. Oh, good. I got <laughs> weird real weird quick. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to yeah. move along. Yeah, let's so, keep going. So the father of this fruit seller and convict dies, leaving an estate worth $15,000. Medium, medium, large fortune right there. Um, The estate goes to the widow of the late father. And 
the fruit seller, Hiram, is like, Mom, let me uh, take care of that estate or let me manage it for you. And that's that's how um, the the estate was uh, divvied up. Goes to the widow. Hiram, the good brother, is taking care of it. Great. Now, if you're wondering where Chuck fits into all this, he met our boy in prison. And as free men, they got back together and uh, started scheming a little bit. Right. Started scheming. Uh, Isaac didn't like that he didn't get any of the fucking estate. Because he raped. Shouldn't have raped. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yes. But he was like, oh, well, I got. Why did I get cut out of this deal? Because I'm a rapist? And they're looking at him like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you, you might be a terrible person. That's, that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Isaac was given nothing of this estate, rightfully so, if you actually think about how, you know, estates get divvied up, you know, post-mortem. Mm-hmm. He's in jail. You know, it's like, what and, are we going to do? Like, he's not showing up. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Isaac hits up our subject tonight, CL Blood, and it's just like, hey, do you think we can, like, gas up my brother? And then, like, get him to sign over the property. And then you, as a doctor, can be like, you know, exercise your, your, your trump card over layman, being a doctor and being like, oh, yeah, he signed that over. And, and our boy tonight, our Chucky, our Chucky blood, was just like, hell yeah, I'll do that for $500. All right. Jeez. So, so he's helping a rapist get money from his fruit brother. Yeah, he's helping a rapist steal money from his family. And right now... Again, you can tell these two idiots are bona fide morons because they're trying to intimidate and gas up the wrong person. Yeah, they got to go to the mom, right? The widow holds yeah. the estate. The guy, like, that's like kidnapping a mall security guard and pistol whipping him until he signs over the mall. Yeah. Hey, why are the Foot Locker shoes on sale? <laughs> Where are the keys to that Prius that's in the middle of the mall? <laughs> Sign them all over to me. <laughs> this is fun. I'm, I'm going to get in that Prius and drive this mall away. This sounds like a Norm MacDonald movie from the 90s. I love it. Yeah, so unless a will explicitly said something goes to the children, it goes to the widow. It, right. It's just how it, how it works. Yeah. That's how uh-huh. I would expect it to work. Yeah, so they're like, let's get your brother high and have him sign a napkin. <laughs> Even though he doesn't have anything to sign over. Okay. Yeah, well, it sounds good for his brother. Congrats, I have my, I have, what you want? You want to take my six foot, seven foot, eight foot a bunch? I got nothing for you. <laughs> so on February 1st, 1890, Isaac the rapist lies to the, the, his brother's wife. And Isaac says like, hey... Uh, we're having a small family reunion in New Hampshire. Let me take your daughter. Oh, oh, your no. brother said your brother, your husband already gave permission. Yeah, no, I'm not giving my daughter over to this rape boy. Yeah. Yes. So this rapist more or less underhandedly kidnaps and abducts his own niece to New Hampshire. He's like, oh, hey, your husband said I could take her to a, a thing. We're doing a thing. Right, kid? And the kid's like, Bleh! Yeah, and New Hampshire is uh, a bunch of libertarians, so it might be legal there. Travis. I don't think it works. I want you to remember. <laughs> Just kidding, New Hampshire. How, I, I want you to remember that New Hampshire's, New Hampshireites, I don't know the demonym for these people. They're a little bit happy on the death penalty. I want you to All right. keep that in mind. They're this is the land of, 
Yeah, this is the land of live free and die hard. Wait, die no. as hard as possible for some yeah, reason. I, I don't snip. Don't snip on worm. This is Nathan Hale place, <laughs> I think. Leave my snake out of it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So he 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 more or less kidnaps the seven year old daughter, his niece, to you know across state lines, and forty eight hours later he sends a telegram, you know, to. Uh, Hiram, the fruit selling, the good brother and his wife saying like, oh, your daughter's sick. I don't know what happened. She's got the grip and grip is old termy grip is old term for she's got a she's got a high temperature. OK, OK. Devil got her. And he's like, oh, yeah, come back. You come to Rochester as soon as you can. Your daughter's sick. And, you know, Hiram being the good fruit selling stand up guy he is gets on, you know, the 1 p.m. train. On February 3rd, literally as soon as he gets that telegram, to go be with his sick daughter. Right. I bet he had a very nice fruit salad lunch on the train. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I, I, maybe it's because I'm a product of the time and the internet, but, like, I, I, I could just imagine the best case scenario with this little girl. Like, you know, she's not harmed or anything, but just the conversation. You know, and that's why I spent six years in jail. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Your what? dad said you could be here. Yeah. You were allowed to be here. I don't have any money, so we can't stop uh, to get you anything to eat. Uh, let me tell you a story about jail again. <laughs> oh, good. Did um, I tell you so- about my roommate that I love so much in jail? Winston. Yeah. One of my favorite Winston. men. <laughs> your, your, your father sells fruit. He sold me fruit. Large bananas. <laughs> Every night. What was his name? <laughs> Winston. Some people smoke Winstons. I smoked one Winston. I got this reusable Winston. Sometimes I wasn't in the mood to smoke, but, you know, sometimes the Winston's bigger. That's jail. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So, on February 6th, Isaac and the seven-year-old girl return to Boston, suspiciously without hide or hair of your boy Hiram. It's like, oh, you're uh, you're down one party member than you should be. What uh, what happened to Hiram? And after enough suspicion percolated, the Boston police approached Isaac for answers, and he just disappeared. And it's oh. just like, uh oh, this this has a distinct odor to it. So we're talking about um, the woods of New England, laughing gas. Sounds like. A Dave Matthews Band show. Yep. It might disappear. It might never come back to greater civilization. And then emerge, if it's Dave Matthews, you would emerge from the woods. You'd be uh, 45 and have two children and vote conservatively. Yes, of course. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing more important than uh, having a good conservative jam session. Yes. So we don't- Isaac disappeared. Sorry. Isaac disappeared. Went on the lamb. Uh, went back to New Hampshire for some reason, a.k.a., you know, where the investigation was already heading anyway. So he decides to hide out where he knows the cops are going to go. Right. Didn't didn't realize Jersey existed. No, 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 nothing, no, no, nothing, not, not Connecticut, not an option. So the police follow this, you know, rapist to New Hampshire and start asking the locals. Uh, it's Rochester area. They start asking the locals. If uh, any suspicious fuckery has gone down. And oh boy, has suspicious fuckery gone down in Rochester. Dude, okay. so they're like in a diner and they're like, 
did you see this rapist coming into town? Did he do anything weird? And like, oh yeah, he did. Uh, not the diner, but the local hotel. Okay. They went to the they went to the hotelier. The Faulty manager. Towers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they asked, uh, have you seen either of these men? And, you know, they were able to provide sketches. And the hoteliers, there was two of them. They both confirmed, like, yeah, both of them checked in, but only the rapey one checked out. Oh, yeah. And it's Manuel Sachs with his fake Spanish accent just going like, yeah, he was here rubbing his butt. Yeah. <laughs> he had those real squint. He had those real squinty rape eyes. He looked at me no good, like, and we went to the fridge. Mm. I walk in the fridge. And uh, <laughs> the cops keep asking around. They eventually get to uh, a clerk at the local hardware store. And he doesn't have good news. This this uh, The shopkeep says, uh, oh, yeah, the rapey guy purchased a pickaxe, a, pickaxe, a shovel, and a hatchet. Ooh. Spoilers, he was not playing Minecraft IRL. Oh, my goodness. I love playing Minecraft. Have you, uh, you guys seen me play Minecraft IRL? I go into the woods naked. <laughs> I just there's no trees. point any I, characters get naked in I Minecraft. I hit trees with my fist for a while and then I dig around the dirt and look for diamonds. And diamonds are actually the white dog turds that are right off the beaten path. Wow, that's yeah. horrible. They've been there for several years. Yeah. It's called Minecraft IRL Travis watch me on twitchstream.com. Mm. Mm. Do you do you smell that? Do you smell true crime metrics coming in, boys? Oh, oh we keep doing this. Mm. Dude, we keep <laughs> boosting our numbers. Mm. You, oh, it's good. We're, we're going to be $30,000 heirs. I got to get bigger tits if we're doing true crime. Well, yeah. Not really. I know this is an audio show, but you know, you, your metrics go up if you got bigger tits on the Instagram. I'm, and you're like, I, I feel like you can that. hear how big tits are in a voice. Yeah. You hear yeah. the like the heavy H's. <sighs> that. <sighs> Ooh. I'm just going to get a P.O. box in Brooklyn and call it a day, okay? Can we just yeah, do it? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it! So the police searched the nearby forested wooded area and uncovered a bloody hatchet wrapped in a newspaper, a shoe belonging to Hiram, and Hiram's monogrammed handkerchief. Uh. <laughs> so much evidence! Like, well, the police are looking around like there's clearly idiots in the end game of a murder that are waiting for us to arrest them. <laughs> like, Dude, right. you, 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 you can't imagine how stoked those police were. Like, this is before, like, you know, you could do fingerprinting and, like, DNA oh, testing. my God, So, like, you'd Travis. find a leg in the woods. It's like a Wednesday, right? Like, Not, oh. It wasn't a leg. Not a leg. But just keep in mind, well, the, just murder weapon, the, the murder weapon, the monogrammed handkerchief... And the exact size shoe and style Hiram wears was in the woods. Like, this is like a detective's wet dream, as you said, Travis. Like, right, yeah. Ah, yeah ah. Not to yeah. mention the 20 pounds of loose fruit salad. Just kind of everywhere. <laughs> this is weird. But Boys here's, and berry. Here's where I crack up for the second time during my research. Tell us. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know right now. I'll give it a spoiler. Um, here, uh, Not Hiram. Uh, our boy Chucky is the idiot wrapping everything in newspapers. And now, if you're a criminal, wrapping shit in newspapers, especially a blood-stained hatchet, is a really bad move. You're oh, a bunch yeah. Of Wait, you're dating what, it. Yeah, what day did you think this guy got killed? You can tell, exa- <laughs> you can tell more or less exactly <laughs> by looking the date on the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> and 
back then, newspapers, hyper-local. You could tell which town the newspaper came from. You know what I mean? And newspapers, always willing to help the cops out. Because oh, they, get, yeah. they get a story out of it. Could you imagine also, how meta that would be if, like, the reporter was there witnessing it, and they printed it, and then they used a fresh paper, and it was like the murder was already written about within that paper? Wow! <laughs> wow! Look at what we did! He well, did, and he did it's it. some, re- some reporter sees these two dopes come into town, like, with their all rapey eyes and fucking laughing gas faces like these guys are gonna kill someone so let's just write the story <laughs> let's right now let's write the story yeah <laughs> yeah the hotel bus boys are like don't kill me please yeah no it's guys like no about you. guys don't worry we're not here to kill you we brought our own fruity jew and we're yeah. going to chop this motherfucker up Ooh, uh, well it yeah. was basically it, the story was written like a mad libs they just left like the name blank and then like the murder weapon blank yeah. well it must have happened then and uh another thing about Wrapping the murder evidence up. Don't do that. If you, I don't care if it was a newspaper, just don't wrap your evidence up. Why would you preserve something that's going to get you in trouble? Yeah, you want them just, bugs to eat that shit. Get, let the bugs on it. Let the rain on it. Let the mud splash on it. The blood will wash away. Maybe the entire fucking axe rusts and rots. Why would you put, like, uh, yo, Cody? I, 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 I laughed my ass off when I first, like, Read you know the police report. You know why? Because archaeology, dog. <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, yeah okay. you got to be archaeologist. That's what we yeah, do. Gotta, be, gotta be at it. What if Travis we found that axe now in the woods? Archaeology. Mm-hmm. So a little bit more snooping around near an abandoned farmhouse. Authorities uncovered the mutilated body of Hiram Sautel. The body was decapitated with both of its arms also amputated, and perhaps. The grossest fact to uh, relay, uh, the body was entirely naked with the exception of socks. That's gross. Ew. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's beastly. That's inhuman. You, you know, should n- never be naked with just socks on. And it, I don't care if you don't that, have any arms or head. Yeah. You, you don't get caught naked with socks on. Now, yeah. I will say there is one exception. If you are going to be naked and have socks on and shoes then that is very intentional. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. That's yeah. intentional, but also offsetting because you're just like, that guy's busy, but weirdly <laughs> has a weird priority list. Yeah, that you're guy right. has I'm to not, go somewhere. Cody, I'm not going to argue with that point, but it's more of like a, uh, don't like it, but I get it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But the socks are just mm. like, how dare you? How dare you exist like this? Yeah. So apparently the killer, this is, this is very common happenstance. Uh, the killer just gets too lazy. Uh, digging the grave. Yeah. So he just starts chopping the body up so it fits, you know, he's playing Tetris. I'm just saying, digging a whole body size is, is not easy. No. No, it's not. Which is why, like, I understand why, like, some people disposing bodies are like, fuck it, cut the body up. You yeah. know what I mean? He's not going to care. Oh, yeah, like no. It's definitely a practical move. It's very, it's a very Ikea thing to cut yeah. a body Here, up. Here's the trick, though. It was buried in different holes. That's fun. So, that there is some you got the torso and legs in one you got the arms somewhere else and you got the head somewhere else but doesn't that just make it easier to find because you've got like three holes with you know you could tell triple the chances right so you're walking around like oh there's one dug hole and then you walk three steps here there's another one guys i think it's an easter leg hunt Okay. Oh, 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 oh. So I did there. No true co- crime podcast Tom. made that bad joke before. 
You should be proud because that made me jealous. Mm. That one made me jealous that I didn't think of it before. Don't worry, baby. We share this glory together. I was going to say, Tom, are you going to be a a father soon? Because that was was good. Good dad joke. (laughs) I'm getting there, man. (laughs) It is called uh, Becoming One Disappointing Guy with Yourself. (laughs) Embrace. Yeah. Let's make a self-help book. This Roast Mortem presents Embrace the Disappointment. Yes. That's a lot of fun. Kind of rolls off the tongue, too. Anyway, continue, Cody. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the methodology behind this was. We know both of these guys are idiots, just given their track records. But one can say there might be an element of cleverness in it because the teeth and fingerprints weren't with the torso. You know, because that's how you usually start to identify a fucker. But back they in didn't the day. do that shit back then. They, did they? They, didn't, no, they, they didn't have they did not have a database, but they could actually they could tell if fingerprints still matched. If you oh, had okay. a, a preloaded sample, this, they can't be is, like this they is can't go to a computer. This is the 1890s. Right. Now, right. So th- yeah. They, they can't go to a computer and be like, oh, this is Hiram Sawtell. They can go and find something Hiram Sawtell handled and then match it to that. OK, but. They don't have that. So there's like Sherlock Holmes, like little bit, little bit. Watson, get me the cocaine. We must find the fingers. Yeah, elementary. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Watson's just out there going like, I can't believe I work with this guy. He's he's out of his mind. He's (laughs) he's actually he's also a rapist. Um, weird. (laughs) Anyway, continue. We should roast Uh, Sherlock Holmes, bro. Could you imagine out there? Okay, there has got to be a population. That when I say a bad joke like that, I'm not like I'm not standing up for the quality of the joke. But if I said something like that, like Sherlock Holmes was a rapist, someone would go, "Don't talk shit about Sherlock Holmes. He was a good dude." Oh, <laughs> I, I smell a, I smell an April Fool's episode coming up. Yeah, we should do a Sherlock. Oh wait, Zwick, Whoa. edit that out. Edit that little zing boy out. <laughs> do let's Sherlock do it. Holmes. Yeah, do, or, let's do Sherlock. Or <laughs> tuck tuck that into like or Mavis Beacon. Yeah, t- tuck that into yeah. like a, a, a. Don't delete that. Tuck it into like a a, a fucking montage. They'll come out after the jokes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So the trunk here. Uh, so bunch of holes, body parts all around. Um, I but more or less the police are just looking at Isaac like, ah, you did it, <laughs> you did it. You may have had help, but you definitely did it. So they go find him. They track him down. He's at a train station. Uh. In uh, New Hampshire with two tickets on him, which is like, hmm, ooh, you got an accomplice if you have two of these tickets trying to, like, you know, escape the scene of the crime. Right. right. So they're, they're, they're kind of smelling there's an accomplice in the wind, but they're not, they're, they don't want to bite down on that idea too hard just yet, because that just means there's another fucker they got to wrangle. Right. So they're just like, maybe he's got an accomplice. I'm like, of course he is. He's got two goddamn train tickets. He's not going to... He's not going to tip the fucking railroad company. Who do you like think that. dug the other two holes? Oh, I don't know. So, uh, like I said, or, or like I hinted earlier, Travis, it's a big deal whether this, because the body was found pretty much on the border of Maine and New Hampshire. So it makes a big deal where Hiram actually died. If he died in Maine, that guy, the perpetrator, will serve a life sentence. If he died in New Hampshire, that fucker's hanging. Instantly, almost. Right. Hell yeah. New Hampshire likes the likes the noose. Don't step on my cock while I'm trying to ring this mm-hmm. guy up. That's and he, they they shortened here, it recently, but that's yeah. don't the idea. don't uh tra- don't don't walk on eel. 
Yeah. No, I think I think that one's actually unite or die. That's the New Hampshire like. Yeah. Flag. Oh, their actual flag? No, yeah. it's actually. No, no, no. Well, their spirit flag or whatever. Yeah. Don't find Loch Ness monster without me. So, this is a huge splash in the media. It is murder, jealousy, family, this, that, the other thing. The media had a goddamn field day. And the media started to do something that I really am not a fan of. And they marketed, I want to say marketed, they marketed this tragic tale as a remix of the Cain and Abel story. Oh, right. Like two brothers, good one, bad one. A, you know, out of the picture father leaves them some providence. And instead of sharing, the bad brother kills the good brother for the providence. Okay. So that's now, something that the media does all the time now with Watergate. And I fucking hate it. When they like, yeah. when something, ha when some type of scandal happens, you just throw gate at the end of it. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. stupid. It it's is like, really no dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, you, someone did a bad thing in video games. That's not the same thing as the president recording, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Guys, it's good for the news. You know, throw gate at the end of it. Listen, and Watergate is a hotel. Listen, next time someone th throws one of those gates at me, I'm going to go, you dumbass idiots. Yeah. No, next time. The only time gate you need is cold gate. Your shit's corny. Ooh, Your breath smells. Motherfucker, get out of here with your gate. I would, I could ne do a toothpaste sponsor. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, right? Next time I write an article for the Washington Post about a murder, about a, about a stupid scandal on Twitter or something, I'm calling it the Twitter Sheridan. <laughs> Very good. Ah, uh, yes. The, the oh. Ramadan murders. So, unlike Watergate, though, Travis, the media is just like, oh, this is, this is a current day version of Cain and Abel. Right. And that's how it spread across the land. That's how this story was introduced to everyone across the land. And the problem with this is, in the story of Cain and Abel, there was not an accomplice. So, it fits the narrative. People started turning a blind eye to this probable accomplice who was Chucky Blood. Mm. Just because he didn't fit into the biblical story. But, gotcha. you know, they kind of like, did he have accomplice? Nah, it's Cain and Abel. It was just a little right. too, you know what I mean? He was kind of written out of the exposure because it was uncleanly to fit a squ the square peg of CL blood into the round hole of the Cain and Abel story. Because there, there you know, yeah, there's no, no that makes sense. You third party in Cain and Abel. Yeah, so Cain sold fruit and the Abel raped. You can look at it like that. And then <laughs> Abel did not have a best friend named Lloyd CL blood. <laughs> yeah. That's different. Chucky, yeah. Chucky Lewis blood. I'm just having fun here. I mean, like, well, I'm going to say Jerome again for no reason. Jerome Harris. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, a coroner was called into Rochester, New Hampshire. 2,000 people tried to, like, jam themselves in the courthouse for the hearing. It was a huge fucking thing. Uh, Sawtell was eventually, or, you know, Isaac was indicted for the murder of his brother. Uh, during the investigation, one of the hoteliers recognizes a sketch of our boy CL Blood and literally says, like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He checked in with a package wrapped in newspaper about the size of a human head. Oh. oh. And it's, A, it's just like, if you thought that when he was checking in, you shouldn't have let him check in. And B, 
what the fuck, man? Just, hey. They- <laughs> I mean, they could have been like, oh, this guy is obviously going to a local bowling tournament. Bowling yeah. tournament. Well, Travis, I mean, like, you could really confuse it up. You could turn it into a real faulty tower situation. Well, like, oh, no, this is just half of a watermelon I bought from uh, definitely not the fruit vendor in question that will be brought up later in the story that I don't know why I just <laughs> uh, mentioned because now I'm what? in the pickle. And Sybil Faulty's like, would you put up the fucking moose heads, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> just never this is how sense. we... Yeah. This is how we kind of know uh, Chucky's the idiot that wrapped the axe in newspaper because it seems like that's his just like uh, wrap things in newspaper. It's his modus, op- his modus operandi, excuse so, me. So yeah. kind of, we've kind of got like the wet bandits here, right? Like, so the rapist is obviously Joe Pesci and uh, okay. Marv and Marv is fucking C.L. Ugly, uh, C.L. Blood. <laughs> CL Blood, who's just like, uh, oh, yeah, we need a wow. mark. We need right. to wrap our shit up in newspaper. <laughs> right. We need to preserve the self-incrimination. Yeah. And Joe Pesci's like, now nah, let's just have sex with your brother's body. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's continue here. Let's see where yeah. this twisted tale so, takes us. On April 13th, Isaac released a confession admitting uh, he plotted to bully his brother into signing over property that he didn't own. You know, it's kind of like, oh. Keep in so, mind. So the dumbest total crime idiot ever. Move. So even yes. if he got away with the murder, he would have gotten nothing uh, of what he, he said. After. He said murder was never a part of the original plan. All I'm saying is that like, is if he did succeed with that and get away with it, he wouldn't have gotten what he was after because it belonged to his stepmother Clarice. Exactly. His mother, his mother, his mother. Oh, his own mother. Okay. Yeah, his, his actual mother, the widow of the late father. There you go. Cain and Abel, maybe, maybe that story is different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, murder, he confessed to, like, attempting to bully his brother into signing over a $15,000 property. Um, murder was never a part of it, but, but Isaac said he left the deed to our subject tonight, Chucky, and the next day... Isaac received a letter from Chucky, a very like spooky grim letter that just all it read was your brother had to be put out of the way. Let each look out for himself and letter. So just a two sentence letter after like you imagine getting that letter after you hire some guy to like, you know, schmooze your brother into like signing over property. And you're just like, wait, what happened? Yeah, the letter also ended with LOL because he was on his yeah, laughing yeah. gas. Well, sealed with a kiss. <laughs> oh, so, so like this, 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 this probable story it comes up like, oh, the laughing gas guy was maybe tried to drug the brother and then convince him to sign something over, and then he would use his clout as a doctor to cement that story, even when you know, uh, Hiram denied it. He's like, I don't remember signing that. It's like I was there. You did it, asshole. It's like, never mind me pumping you full of nitrous oxide and lying to you. So, at the trial, the story changed. Uh, Hiram, not Hiram, excuse me. Isaac jumped on the grenade of the murder. He said, I actually shot him a bunch of times, and there was no other, there wasn't a third party involved. But, sir, your brother was stabbed to death. No, he was, shot. he was shot. He was shot multiple times. Oh, I shot. I kept those bullets coming. I just kept and, shooting. And just so you know, the, the proper the, the, the number on it is 
everyone, uh, uh, locals in the area heard three gunshots on the night in question. Right. Well, yeah, there you go. (laughs) And the torso did, in fact, have three bullet holes in it, so it lines up. But, you know, this, like, wild, like, soap opera thing, like, Isaac re, re change, you know, redoes his story saying like, oh, I killed him. Uh, there, there's no other third party. And uh, you can smell this is uh, our boy Chucky doing his convincing magic on Isaac himself. This is more or less Chucky, I'm presumably saying like, hey, take the heat for this. That'll free me up to be your to, to be and support your legal defense. Right. Well, I'm a, do- he, I'm a doctor. You obviously should me. take the fall because I'm a doctor. Right. Remember, you met me in prison? You can trust me. Now, what, look. What if, what if you received a pizza and it was uncut? I can cut it for you using my head. Yeah, Dude, so look, if you jump night. off this cliff, I just bought some new running shoes. I might be able to run down there and catch you before you fall. And yeah, really splat, make a mess, okay? Let's let you jump and I'll run. Tom. <laughs> Perfect metaphor. It's like that's a perfect metaphor. If you need, if you need any more elucidation, just replay the last twenty seconds. Yeah, exactly. Give me a call if you you know you're hungry on the way. I'll stop and order a pizza. You know, call me. I'll get the pizza. (laughs) You just worry about falling. So Isaac was sentenced and convicted to death. Um, and you know after the sentencing, he like publishes another confession that goes back on it. Because he's like, oh, he didn't help me. Now I'm gonna fucking let let me try and uh, like drag him down with me. Right. Dude, you always writes, gotta you always gotta milk the memoir. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Anytime uh, you do anything, you should just milk a me- like. Ah, oh, I went to fucking Taco Bell last night. I should milk a memoir. <laughs> so his his third version of the story goes as such: Doctor Blood is the man responsible. Sometime it will be known a deathbed repentance, perhaps, and all is known, it will be found I am innocent of anything to do with murder. I've accused him, I accuse him now. If he had come forward, I would have accused him to his face. But why didn't he appear? Long story short, like, people didn't want him in, people didn't want a loose end in the Cain and Abel story. So, like, he wasn't solicited. Right. Back to the quote, he didn't dare to, he didn't dare to face me. Now that I am practically dead, he can do what he pleases. He has had a chance to establish and prove an alibi. While I have been in jail, tied hand and foot, blood was responsible in every way. I do not mean to say that he killed Hiram, that he fired the shots which caused his death, but I do mean that he knew of it and was responsible for it. Wow, that's pretty dense. So, yeah. And while he's in prison, Hiram does this last-ditch effort and reveals where the head is buried. Not the arms Hiram. are lost. Sorry, Isaac. thank you, Travis. Isaac. Isaac. Hiram's, Hiram's a fucking torso. Hiram's a head. Yeah, he's the head. <laughs> Let's find the... Yes. The yeah. ha- they have the same last name, excuse me. Isaac is like, I'll show you where the head is. Go find the head. There's something interesting about the head. Go find the head. And he draws a map, and the authorities find the head. Did he have one of those cute, like, chokers on? Like, around the neck? Yes. Oh, no. that's so cute. The, the thing that threw a wrench, or the, the, the monkey wrench Isaac attempted to throw into the mechanism was... The prosecution had its witnesses swear up and down there were three gunshots heard the night of the murder. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I'm just Upon finding the skull, a fourth bullet hole was in the head. Oh. So it suddenly doesn't make sense. Everyone's screaming, we heard 
three gunshots that night when they should have heard four. So <clears throat> it's a very last ditch like effort of a dying man to be like, guys, look, there's more of this story. Please keep digging. Hey, guys, I only shot him three times, and then the other guy shot him in the head. I thought he would have yeah. gone uh, <laughs> gone into his last moments on laughing gas, just laughing at it. When they dig up the head, he's smiling. And then all of a sudden, we cue the music as the drone pulls out to the song When You're Smiling by Louis Armstrong. <laughs> when you're smiling, when you're smiling. And it's like, wow, that's weird. True crime, right? Yeah, this is just like when I saw Little Miss Sunshine on DVD. It's just wow. like that, which is not true crime. Um, <laughs> but a guy dies in that movie. So it's yeah. sad. Yeah. Alan Arkin. Yeah, so it is true crime because the guy dies. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Ooh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Any one time someone dies, you got to make a podcast out of it. True crime. So yeah. Boxing Day, 1891, awaiting execution. Isaac Sautel just dies of a stroke. Really suspicious. Some people think uh, CL Blood, Chucky, our subject, snuck him a little opium to, uh, you know, as an escape clause. That's not his bag, though. It's not his bag. And the coroner, you know, can take two seconds and be like, there's no opium in his system. Right. Like he died from, you know, a head bleed. Mm. So with Isaac Sautel's untimely death, literally like 10 days before he was sent to hang, has a nice little stroke in his jail cell. Uh, that was it. That was it. Nobody wanted to talk to CL Blood. Everyone was so happy with this being a remix of the Cain and Abel story that no police officer ever questioned CL Blood, even though he was hoteliers said like, yeah, he was holding a fucking head in newspaper, I think. (laughs) And the cops are just like, well, that doesn't make sense. Cain and Abel didn't have a third party. Fuck you. Could you imagine that being the prosecuting lawyer and be like, well, now the Bible, you know, it didn't say nothing about no head newspaper inside of Faulty Towers. You know? They probably didn't invoke the Bible, but that was probably fueling the mentality to oh, like, yeah. close this bitch up in a clean and relatable manner. So two brothers <laughs> don't like each other. They're going to kill it. Yes. This one's meaner than the other one. And when it was all said and done, you know, it had a pretty bow on it because the fucking poets began to chime in. Oh, I love when poets have uh, real-world advice. <clears throat> yeah, right? Two brothers in our town did dwell. Hiram sought heaven, but Isaac sought hell. Sautel's his last name. Ah, oh. oh. oh, someone's dead and the poet's cracking a joke. Good! Good! My God, there's a million dads right now rolling in their grave. That is the daddiest joke ever in a poem. <laughs> and mind you, this dad joke was made when most likely the real murderer was still in the wind. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's some super villain shit. Yeah. I mean, I think the dad jokes were probably better back then. I'm just saying, this is a great granddad joke. They certainly were For, fresher. Yeah. Because there's no internet. So yeah. you couldn't burn out dad jokes no, on Reddit. No, no, no. Even if you I, had to burn out dad jokes from your dad. Cody, even if there was internet, they were way <clears> more <throat> spicy back then. Those were the good old days of dad jokes. Yep. That does make sense. So All right, your boy, continue. your boy, uh, Charles Lewis Blood was done making dad jokes and done killing fuckers. He spent the last 17 years of his life trying to lay low and be a good little boy. So with that, how about you guys ask me how he died? <clears throat> Yo, did this guy get pushed down on the ground by hippie mafia? Be like, you're you're selling this drug that I sell at shows. 
and then he hooked the nozzle up to his mouth, and he laughy guessed to the end. No, Travis, the musical band, the musical group Fish did not exist back then, so no. Isaac Sautel died aged 73 in Manhattan on September 27th, 1908, after suffering a mystery illness for 11 weeks straight. Wow. There is something hilarious about a cure-all peddler dying <laughs> from a disease that lasted 11 weeks. Couldn't figure it that's, out, man. That's more poetic than that one poet that dropped that little like dad joke. That's poetry, <laughs> my friend. The guy that sold a cure-all died of disease. For 11 weeks. You know what? What's 11 weeks? That's, that's, that's almost three months, right? This yeah. is why you stay away from the dirty water dogs. You know, I know they're really good. They taste great, but you never know what you're going to get when you're in Manhattan <clears throat> and you're chomping down in the middle of Times Square and there's all the show ladies, you know, going, hoo-ha, let's have a great time. Look, Manhattan's a sick place. You want to get sick somewhere? You go to Manhattan. Uh, all right. So, Tom, I'm going to say if you ever visit Manhattan, anyone that doesn't live in New York, Get the dirty water dogs. No. Go to Times Square. Buy no. the guy who's like, you want to hear my mixtape? Buy no. his CD. Don't do it. And then shake hands. Shake hands without a mask with Mario or any other licensed uh, franchised character dressed up in Times Square. Oh, God. I miss Times Square so much. What a shit show. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so this guy, I mean, he could have solved his mystery disease with maybe a little bit of Laffy Gas. A little bit, maybe. Or, you know, what he marketed as. Oxygenized air. He could have tried. Yeah. So, so, all right, perhaps, Cody. Um, I don't know. Maybe look, you're going to get to this with post-mortem. So, mm -hmm. so he was marketing this as a legit drug to, like, uh, for, you know, maybe not the same. Tuberculosis patients. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a, they don't use it as a cure now. They use it as, like, or they used it as an anesthetic or, or like, a, a way to knock still, you out. To this yeah. day, they still use it. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's it's a little bit more rare nowadays when you get your shit done. <clears throat> but so where did this post-mortem, did it become an actual legitimate, like, drug to use? It was always legitimate. It was just never marketed as a cure. Well, you, said, said, well, you said in the beginning it was just like a party drug. It was a party drug, and then we had the dentist, uh, Quincy Gardner, use it for medicinal purposes. Oh, okay. That's when our boy, Chucky, latches on and be like, hey, maybe I could oh, sell so this for tuberculosis instead of dentistry. It was used at the same time throughout his life, but he's yes. like, oh, just take this funny stuff and you'll be his good. His dishonesty was he was selling an anesthetic as a cure. Right. Okay. Right. Which worked in his favor because people felt great leaving his office. Okay. Un but then understandably. Real people that were putting slaves' teeth in other people's mouths were using it legitimately. As an <laughs> anesthetic, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, post-mortem, <clears throat> he had brought, our boy Chucky had brought so much shame to his family that his widow and four surviving sisters chose not to add his name to the family memorial. They buried him there, but they're just like, don't put his name where our family's buried. So, big disgrace. Right. Uh, not so much to a, a future video game developer, because there's actually a video game revolving around this guy. Really? Uh, Tony Hawk? Yes. Pro Skater? <laughs> I think it's called Ultima Martian Dream. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jet Grand Radio. It's kind of a point and click. He's a party member. He's, believe it or not, he's the healer party member. 
Oh, oh okay. <laughs> that's nice and silly, sense. I thought. Yeah, and uh, his pixel art is uh, ripped from his portrait. Uh, yeah, I want to see it. That's cool. CL blood. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see chlorine blood if you just Google that straight. So, from. so yeah. this is like this is like a like a I'm gonna show my age here, but like seventh guest style video game. I think so. Okay. He's he, he's in the video game as Doctor Blood. Yeah, this 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 is a Oregon Trail looking fucking thing. So this is what that boy looked like. He had that fucking uh, that mustachio handlebar going on. Okay. Yeah, remember he's uh, supposed to be a, a little bit of a dandy, little okay. unkempt hair. But I'll 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 also throw in a a the, the photo that must have been pretty much traced to yield that pixel art that I just dropped. Let's okay. see. Yeah, so here's his actual. Uh, portrait, and you can see, like, oh, the artist just traced. So, yeah. So, he's six foot tall, dandy, full head oh, of yeah. hair his entire life. He kind of looks like, I kind of like, oh, that that's it's kind of how I do my hair. Not. Nah. So, I kind of, re- I, I related to him. I, yeah. But not do. That's how I let my hair go. Right. That's that's what I meant to yeah. say. Thank you, Tom, for keeping me on. Well, well he's <laughs> styled. Uh, you know, one of the things that my dad always loved was those people that had wacky hair. The people that are they style their hair to look wacky. Yeah, I don't style my yeah, shit. Yeah, Cody, you just got wacky hair. There you have him. Charlatan, con man, criminal, and just a huge fucking idiot in general. He proudly treated overdoses by administering an overdose, and he wrapped murder evidence in newspapers that were date-stamped area-specific and somehow <laughs> evaded a murder charge, being the huge idiot he was. Rest in Greece, Mr... Read not Doctor Charles Lewis Blood. Hell yeah, dog! That's a fun one, Cody. This is good. You know, we dabble <sighs> in true crime, which probably bumps little our bit. listenership about. I didn't want to make it the entire episode. Yeah, just a little, just a little hit of it. Well, you know, yeah, a, little, I, a little bit, and you you bump the listenership up like two hundred thousand listeners. You're welcome. Two hundred thousand. Um, I've been back in New York eating a lot of pizza, so my tits are getting bigger. So our bro- oh, our viewership should be bigger. That's good. That's with great. the true crime. It's like a multiplier. Right. It's a multiplier. You have bigger tits. We have crime now. Um. What do I? How do I? How do I contribute? Oh, I have a dog. Oh, so you have a dog. Yeah, I have a dog. There we go. Okay. So now- I owned a I owned a Siamese once. Wow, dude. Okay, basically, Roast Mortem is the best podcast. We all know that. You know what? You're the best listener. Anyone who listens to the show, you're the best. Number one. Um, Mm -hmm. If you don't, you're not obliged to, but um, check out the old patreon.com slash Roast Mortemcast. We're officially officially moving our entire treasury to Dogecoin. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah, we're we're trusting Tom with some things in the future, so if... uh, you see a YouTube video of me naked screaming on like a municipal block for like, you know, food stamps. Blame Tom. Yeah, Coney 2012. Cody 2012, rather. Dude, we're going to turn our platform into an Andrew Yang. We're just going to give each other blowjobs. Right. So join the party. RoastMortemCast.com. Patreon.com slash RoastMortemCast. Guys, hey. rate and review us. Go on the old iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk shit. Yeah, also, I mean, because uh, if you listen on Spotify, you get ads all the time for their shitty shows. Share this around. You got friends? Be your own Spotify. Be we like, hey, guess what? I, I am important more than this corporation. So yeah. show your friends the shit if you like it. 
That's right. Word of mouth is number one. Get your friends to listen to the show. If they don't like you afterwards, they weren't a good friend. Yeah, that's true. If you you get canceled, it's not our fault. Yeah. So with that, I will say this. Cody, thanks for your research. Travis, You're welcome. Welcome back to Long Island. Listener, thank you, Shane. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Donald! <laughs> what? <laughs> Bye. Donald Shane. Donald Shane. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay, we did it. Hell yeah.